Welcome to the Pirate's Eye Podcast, produced by the Seton Hall Alumni Engagement and Philanthropy Department. I'm your host, Bianca Velez, fellow pirate of the class of 2010, and each month I'll be sitting down with an alumnus to chat about their career, their life journey, and the role that Seton Hall played in getting them where they are today, or continues to play. The month of May is usually a time when we and our loved ones are marking some of life's most important milestones. College graduation is, of course, among those. My guest this month is Leanne Raffrano, a member of Seton Hall's class of 2021, the first class to experience an entire academic year under the unusual and unstable circumstances within college life that the COVID-19 pandemic has created. Leanne recounts her junior year and the days surrounding the first shutdown and the pivot to online learning. She shares with us some of her learned lessons and the ways in which she took everything this academic year had to offer her in order to make the most out of her last year as an undergrad. Take a listen to get a glimpse at how the student experience dramatically changed in the last year and learn how Leanne was able to roll with the punches. Leanne, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to talk with you today. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I want to set the context for our listeners before we fully jump into this episode. So you, at the time of this recording right now, are actually still a student, right? Yes, I have one one month left till graduation. Exactly. You're just basically weeks away from your graduation. So you are transitioning into the role of alumna basically right now. We're in that transition period. Yes, but I am doing one more year of grad school next year, so not not ready to leave Seton Hall just yet. All right, so we're getting like alumna level one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the first time that I actually chat with a fellow Setonian who is in the midst of making that transition, right? So from undergrad into alum. So mm-hmm. I'm very curious as to what that is like for you, but I'm also super curious about what your student experience has been like since it is a very unique one, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty much (laughs) no other alumni group can relate to what you have experienced as a student during this pandemic. To an extent, not even the 2020 graduates can relate because they're almost their entire student experience up until their last couple of months was Mm -hmm. what we would call quote unquote normal. Yeah. But yours wasn't. So let's start there. So walk me through March 2020, where is Leanne in her college career and what is happening in your life when this shutdown hits? It was a a very weird transition. Um, We had just had spring break right at the end of February and into the beginning of March. And I was actually on a cruise um, down in the Caribbean with my parents and we were having a great time. I know they were watching CNN and stuff on the boat and you, um, you saw that it had just been notified that the first couple cases of uh, COVID were in the United States. And we were thinking, oh, it's in California, you know, maybe we can get this under control before anything happens. No one, no one expected what happened, I'm sure. I come back to school after that, that cruise, we had one day of classes, and then everything just shut down. On that Monday, it was Tuesday, everything shut down on Monday, we had been seeing that some other schools in New Jersey had shut down. We were thinking, oh, Maybe we will, maybe we won't. No one, no one had known for sure yet. But then Tuesday, they stopped classes 
midday and they just canceled them and said, let's get a day or two regroup and then we'll go to online classes. So it was definitely a weird transition. Yeah, I can't imagine. And at that point, what what was going through your mind? What did you think and how did you put it into the context of your college experience? I was definitely optimistic. I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe maybe it'll be a month we go home and then we come back. Like, there's no way that this will go to the end of the school year. A lot of people, I know right when they had shut down, because they shut down initially for two weeks, a lot of people just up and left. They were like, okay, I'm going back home. Why not? Right. I decided I had to stay a little longer. My parents actually were a little sick that week we had come back from our cruise and we weren't sure what it was. My mom, it just ended up being the flu. So it was fine. My parents were like, just stay in school. You're safer there. Godfrey, we don't know what this is. I ended up staying at school probably two weeks after they shut down. There was no one left. The cafeteria was shut down. They were just giving us little to-go boxes and there was no one in the dorms. It was so empty. How did you feel during that time? It was so weird. You you go from seeing so many people in the dorms, you see a ton of people in the lobby all around campus, and it campus was just dead. Like Absolutely silent. Yeah. Yes. And by the time I had left, you know, Seton Hall has a million squirrels and bunnies running, running around. They, they took over because no one was around. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this is our place now. All right. So you leave Seton Hall. And what are you thinking? Are you thinking back to normal in the fall, like before you actually know what the fall is going to look like, is your mindset like, all right, whatever, we're going to do this. And then once fall hits, we are going to kick back into action, into normal as if no time was lost. Or were you thinking, oh no, my next and my last year as an undergrad is going to shape up to be very different? If you asked me in May, June of 2020, I definitely would not have predicted what it's been now. Mm. School was definitely good about notifying us early, saying we are going to do whatever we can to go back in person to some extent. I figured, you know, yes, you have to wear masks, okay, social distance and stuff like that. Uh, Definitely did not expect it to have to last this long and even into this summer. But I don't know. They, they They were really great about what they did. They definitely... Obviously, you have to wear masks. You have to social distance. There's hand sanitizer everywhere. And they've made getting food, going to the library a lot safer, adding barriers and things like that, trying to keep people away from each other. But they've also done a great job of keeping the social aspect of college. Obviously, it's not what it could be. But when we have the nice weather, everyone is outside. They are planning events, doing safe social distancing events on the green, and just getting students involved. And they also did a really great job, I feel like, of getting those students who are fully remote this semester involved as well so they can still have that social aspect to it. So let's backtrack a little bit, right? You go home last spring, you don't come back, and Mm -hmm. we go through the summer and fall is here. And Seton Hall does a really good job at figuring out how to bring students back to campus with its high flex model. Yes, Yes. right? Not the same, Mm -hmm. but the high flex model is presented to you prior to your return on campus. And what mm-hmm. were you thinking? Were you convinced? Were you like, yes, let's go back. Let's do this. Or were you on the other side and maybe like, oh, no, I think I'm going to stay remote and <laughs> a little more hesitant. I was definitely, I want to go back to class in person by any means necessary. I don't think it was until about two or three weeks into the fall semester, though, that we really understood what the high flex model was. Some students opted to be all remote. Yes. Some opted to high flex but you were put into either an A and B rotation, so you go once out of the two days in your classmates, 
or there was a one, two, three rotation. So it was very confusing. They had this really confusing schedule that none of us, I think, were really sure how to use in the beginning. But I was definitely, I want to go back. I know I learned better in person. If I learned nothing from last April and May is that I could not focus sitting in front of Zoom and Teams all day long in meetings. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard adjustment. I think at this point, Mm -hmm. so many of us are used to this remote lifestyle now, you know, uh, adaptation. Mm -hmm. But I can't imagine how it is to flip that switch in just a matter of two days, right? So last yeah. last academic year, you are every day in person with your professors and then very quickly Seton Hall is doing online classes. So I can't imagine what that yeah. switch was like. So now in your senior year, you're back in, on campus and you're going through this high flex model. And were there any moments in which you stopped and thought, wow, I can't believe this is my senior year? Or or what were you thinking about? Or were you just kind of like, let's go, let's roll, adapt, keep it moving, persist? What was your mindset as your year continued to progress? You know, we're basically at the (laughs) end. What has your thought process been like in these past couple of months? I definitely thought during, during the fall semester, I thought that the spring might be better. I knew that we were probably expecting a second wave of COVID in December and January, so I knew that wouldn't be great, but hoping by this time, by April and May, that we would have some time at school and things would be almost back to normal. They're getting there, but obviously it's still nowhere near normal. I I was very grateful, honestly. I already known that I was going to be in the MBA program. I kind of want my do-over senior year, so I'm kind of happy that I still have one more year. And I lucked out that a lot of my friends are currently juniors, so they'll be seniors next year and I'll still be here be around to see all them. But because this year was so weird to begin with, and it has been, I made a point to myself that like I need to go and see my friends or go get involved in anything that I can just to do with my last year and make sure that I'm involved in things on campus and using these privileges that I have, going to the fun events they have on campus and just getting to see people before I leave. I have to say that your perspective and the way that you're explaining kind of going through all of these changes and these transitions, it sounds like you're just optimistic and you are pushing through in true Seton Hall fashion, right? It's very (laughs) hazards at Ford. Yes. But I am thinking of it from my perspective (laughs) and I am like, wow, I cannot imagine having my four years disrupted like that. And I think Mm -hmm. I would have been dragging myself if I was in a campus, dragging myself (laughs) around campus, super somber. But I love this perspective that that you're sharing and this optimism that you had in what your last year of college was going to look like, but also this optimism that you still have in terms of continuing your your MBA at Seton Hall and still being able to be part of that campus life. Why is it so important for you to be part of Seton Hall campus life? I absolutely love Seton Hall. I've loved it from the moment I started going here. My brother actually went here when I was, I was probably 12 or 13 when he was attending Seton Hall. And I loved coming here, just coming to visit him, going to basketball games. Seton Hall is one big community, one family, always has been. Um, but I, I absolutely love it. I make the best of every situation that I'm giving. And I love being a part of all the fun activities. I follow probably every club you could think of on Instagram. And anytime they have an event, I'm going. I'm going to get free things, going to do this activity <laughs> and just making the best of it. 
Leanne, so tell me also about what the challenges have been. We we all are experiencing the challenges of COVID-19, right? We're experiencing the social distance challenge, the the challenge of not being able to get together with friends and family and have events and basketball games and all of those things. But there are also some specific challenges that students like yourself has have faced. And the world of jobs and internships is very different for you guys. So talk to me a little bit about those challenges that you may have faced. Yeah. So last April and May were very rough. So once we transitioned to online school and then by April, we had found out that we weren't going back for the rest of the semester. I felt like I was in meetings on my computer from literally 9am to 9pm every single day. It was really rough time. I had to make, I made a color coded schedule for my parents. I was like, I have about 15 minutes here to eat. That's, that's it. It's all my free time for the day. They were, they were shocked. Like how, how do you manage this? I had to stare at a computer for nine hours a day. I had to get those blue light glasses because I was getting headaches from literally just being in front of my computer sitting all day. That was rough. And for summer internships, it was hard for everyone to find internships and jobs. But I know my internships, um, my journey to try and find the internship for last summer was rough. I had applied, usually do applications in January and like mid-February is when they usually close. And then you start interviewing typically in the end of March, April. Everyone was delayed because they weren't sure if they were even going to have an internship now with everything that was going on with COVID. I must have spent about eight or nine hours doing interviews for these internships just to all of them to have to call me and say, I'm sorry, we can't have an internship anymore because we don't know what's going on. It was just, an, it, it was a struggle and it was a bit annoying to do nine hours of interviews. I must have applied for probably 30 jobs. I think I had interviews for at least 10 and some of them required a couple hours with different people of interviews, but ultimately it did work out for me. I was able to get one at Wake Fern because I had a connection there from the leadership program. She was my mentor freshman year and I had stayed in contact with her all this time. And she was able to get me an internship in their social media and advertising department, which was incredible. But I know even their internship program was not what it normally is. At Wake Fern, they usually have this huge internship program. They have about 80 interns all across their locations and across their divisions. They maybe had 30 this time, and they were all spread out when they started. It was kind of dysfunctional. My department didn't know they were getting an intern. And it was just a lot adjusting to the online world. Sometimes they forgot I existed. And then I didn't have anything to do. And then I just had to say, hey, do you want me to help out in any way I can? But they were like, uh, maybe. I don't know. So it was a very hard time. I know I was very lucky, though, to actually get an internship. And I feel for those who were struggling and are still struggling to find internships. Yeah, you bring up such a good point because I think one of the one of the most important things in your college experience is especially for certain careers is that internship experience right and this has certainly upended things for what internships look like and i am out of college right so i think a lot of us on this side of things those are the things we may not even think about and those are experiences that many of our students may not have been able to have in this last year uh, important experiences. So I'm so glad that you were able to secure an internship, even if it was a little rough at first. Let's put the COVID situation aside. Let's talk about what your student experience was like before all of the madness and 
what you were hoping to get out of your Seton Hall experience when you first made the decision to attend? Absolutely. So my freshman year, I definitely didn't get involved as much as I would have liked to. But sophomore year, I 100% broke out of my shell and started going out more with friends, meeting new people, joining new clubs, and just experiencing the real college life. But coming into freshman year, I, I am a part of the business leadership program. I had known Mike Reuter since I was probably 11, and I absolutely love everything about him and him making leadership a big family. But I wanted to make myself into the best leader and student and best version of myself possible. And I figured that would be the easiest to do here at Seton Hall. So talk to me about your career aspirations. You mentioned business leadership and MBA. What what is Leanne set out to do? So when I started college, I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do with business. So I came in as undecided. I soon figured out that marketing was definitely the way I wanted to go. And I ended up adding the management double major. I like doing the creative aspect of business. Uh, but I also, I le- interned at a nonprofit my first two years of college. So from that, I learned that I definitely want to work for an organization later in life that allows me to help people in some way. So that doesn't necessarily have to be a nonprofit, but at least some organization that has a great mission and is driven to help people. So I currently intern at Mathematica in Princeton, and they are all about creating policies and projects that aim to help people and improve their lives for the better. So I definitely know Wherever I am in five and 10 years, I need to be at a company that is aiming to help people. It sounds like you're on the road to that. So now, what are these learned lessons, whether it's COVID or not? What are these learned lessons in your four years at Seton Hall that you are taking with you beyond the gates of Seton Hall? So one big one for me, which I think applies to both COVID and non-COVID situations when it comes to college college is what you make of it. So if you don't put any effort in to meet people, to go out, to explore the town that it's in, to explore campus and see all the great resources and clubs that your school has to offer, you're not going to have a great experience. I learned in freshman year, I didn't put myself out there as much as I should have and as much as I would have liked to. So sophomore year, I quickly turned that around and I met a lot of new people and got involved in a lot more things. And I absolutely love my experience a lot more. So I know you have to put yourself out there and you have to make the effort to make your experience amazing. But now with COVID, it's hard to see people. You A lot of things are virtual. It's sometimes before the vaccine was out. It was hard to see people. It was unsafe. Right. But you have to try any way that you can to take advantage of seeing people and making time and keeping those connections with your friends and with your family. Talk to me a little bit about the clubs that you were involved in and what those experiences were like. Sure. So sophomore year, I started to get involved with the Student Activities Board. And I was uh, part of that, just general member, part of that for all of sophomore year. And I helped with event planning and running events. I I learned that I love doing that. I love planning events. People come. It makes them happy. They get to do fun activities and get free things. You know, college kids love free things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I've, I've actually just loved event planning. And I, I never want to say no. So I always, if I'm asked to volunteer to do something, I'm always going to say yes and put myself out there. That was my sophomore year. At the end of my sophomore year, I joined the Student Alumni Association, which has probably been one of the best decisions I have ever made in college. I absolutely love it. I have made some of now my best friends from being a part of that organization. But I once I learned what the Student Alumni Association was, I was like, this is perfect for me. I literally just get to just talk to people, go to events, and talk about how much I love Seton Hall and the Pirates. (laughs) (laughs) 
which is which is a big big part of this. Um, I I like to consider myself Miss Seton Hall sometimes because I'm just I'm bursting with energy. Seton Hall and Pirate Pride, that was a big one. And then within the leadership program, I am a part of the Family Initiative, which is a group that aims to get the families of the leadership students connected to the students in the program. So mm-hmm. we do a lot of um, informal and formal networking events, speaker events, and lots of other fun events like a basketball reception and a mix and mingle in the fall to get everyone to meet each other. So I think a big theme of that was definitely event planning and just doing things that makes people happy. I have to tell you that I also was on the student activities board when I was in college. Okay. Yes. Back <laughs> back in my day, we had committees <laughs> and one of the committees, funny enough, was the free stuff committee. <laughs> no <way. laughs> To your point that college students love free stuff. We had a whole committee dedicated to free stuff. But actually, uh, you know, the underlying learning part of it was it's more of like a marketing committee. So I learned kind of some real life skills on on good marketing for an organization. So funny that you mentioned that. (laughs) Now, you're moving into your MBA. You're moving into becoming an alumna. What do you envision your relationship with Seton Hall being as you move forward? I know I'm definitely going to be a dedicated alumna, mm-hmm. for sure. I will join uh, the Young Alumni community, I think that's what it's called. The Young Alumni I, Club, yes. Yes, Young Alumni Club. I will definitely be joining. I will 100% be giving back every every chance I get. And I would love to absolutely come talk to students. Um for the next 40 years of my life, I I can't imagine anything else. I always want to come back. I want to visit. I know my brother does a lot of networking events um, for the business school, and he's been graduated now almost six years. I know I want to come back and do speaker events, networking events, any way that I can give back to my university. That is fantastic. So you mentioned that you're a legacy student. Did you always know you wanted to attend Seton Hall, or how did you make that decision? I think so. So my brother was here when I was like 12 and 13. He would bring us to the basketball games. I used to love watching Flagman run around the court and sitting in the student section, even though I was just a middle schooler with all these college kids. He was he did a lot on campus. He was part of an intramural flag football team, and he actually won the championship senior year. So we used to come up for every event that he would have. It just always felt like home. I just kind of knew I was destined to be a pirate. I love that. Let's name your brother. We keep talking about him. What's his name? This is uh, Joe Rofrano. He graduated in 2015. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> yeah, shout out Joe. I hope he listens to this. So as you have collected all of this wisdom, right, again, with such a unique student experience, having lived the pandemic as a college student, but also having that reference point of what it was like before the pandemic, I think there's this small group of students that are going to be able to relate to one another and as they move forward from students to alumni that are going to be able to relate with one another in terms of what their Seton Hall experience was like. Our freshmen Mm -hmm. don't have the same experience as you, right? Our freshmen came in to the university under these conditions and you have that experience of, of both of coming in in what mm-hmm. we call normal and of leaving in in these pandemic conditions. So with all of your learned lessons, with all of the wisdom that you've collected, what takeaways do you have and what do you want to share with 
younger generations of pirates as they start to make their way through their college experience? I want to say that it's not going to always be like this. I hope I hope they're not getting discouraged because <laughs> I know this is definitely not the freshman year of college that they have dreamed up or imagined it would be like. It is a, a very strange year. I can't even imagine what living in the dorms is like this year. I'm I'm off campus. I have an off-campus apartment and I'm very happy I do. I know it is probably rough in the dorms because you're not supposed to see anybody. You're not supposed to go knock at people's doors and see your friends or meet your neighbors. And it's a lot of confinement, I feel like, and isolation. But they, I just hope that these freshmen realize that there is a lot more to come and the best years of their life are to come. But they have to go out there and take advantage of everything Seton Hall has to offer. Absolutely. Now we're coming up on your graduation. You will have a ceremony. How do you feel about that? I'm very happy that they worked something out. Um, and MetLife Stadium, it's, it's huge. That's exciting. I know a lot of friends who go to other schools in New Jersey and around the country are not having graduations. It's all virtual. And they are extremely jealous that Seton Hall is having an official in-person graduation. So props to you, Seton Hall. Thank you for working it out. We do appreciate it. I bet. And how ready do you feel to graduate? Are you at the point where you are like, yes, let's go, let's walk the stage? Or are you at the point where <laughs> you're like, oh, I hope this last month feels like much longer? I'm kind of over some of my classes, if I'm being honest. Some of them are still fun. But I'm I'm not really done, you know? I still have one more year left. So yes, it'd be great to have one graduation, but I'll still have another one another year from now. That's awesome. Well, Leanne, it has been such a pleasure to hear about your Seton Hall experience. It is an inspiration to hear your perspective and your resilience through this time. Kudos to you. You've been able to just continue moving forward and persisting throughout some of the toughest of times. So thank you for sharing that with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Leanne is one of more than 100,000 pirates who demonstrate what great minds can do with a Seton Hall education. Remember to stay up to date with all of Seton Hall's alumni engagement opportunities and to view recordings of past virtual events that you may have missed, visit www.shu.edu slash hall hub. Share the news of this podcast with your friends. Be sure to follow us on social media at Seton Hall alumni. And of course, if you know of a pirate we should have our eye on, do not hesitate to email us at alumni at shu.edu. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join me for the next episode of the Seton Hall Pirate's Eye podcast. <laughs>